All right, Cincinnati fans, welcome to week two of the Anchor Down Cincinnati podcast. Week one was extremely successful, and I want to give a special shout out and a thank you um, to everybody who, who supported and showed some love. Um, I know that. Uh, I really want to give a special thanks to uh, Matthew Hausler with Matthew's Mazes for uh, designing the logo. Um, my fiance, Alyssa Birchfield, for uh, helping me out with my website, um, and many, many more people. Uh, a lot of support and love on that first one. But we're going to keep the ball rolling here. Um, today, I got a very special guest with me. I have John Phipps, um, and he is a, a friend of mine, but he also has many friends and connections around uh, the, the Cincinnati area. Um, and, and as a friend of many iconic Cincinnati players, we're going to be talking about the ASC North, uh, Andy Dalton going to Dallas, why the NFL will play this year, uh, and John's relationships with some of our favorite uh, Cincinnati athletes. I got him on the phone here. Um, what I'm going to let everybody know is that usually uh, we are going to have people in person, but with the times that are given, um, we are going to just stick with phone inter- or phone interviews, uh, having people over the phone. So if it's not the clearest possible possible way, but um, it's just what we're given right now. So eventually we will get to in-person uh, interviews and guests. But on the other hand, I do have John Phipps with me right now. Um, John, you there? I am here. I'm here. Let's get it. Good deal. Let's go. Absolutely. Well, tell us about yourself uh, and, and your love for the Bengals. All right. That's cool. Uh, I'm John Phipps. I am a very Cincinnati person, born and raised. I, I grew up right between Cincinnati and Xavier uh, in North Avondale. I mean, my aunt's the assistant city prosecutor. The head of SWAT owes me favors. I'm kind of like air. I'm like everywhere but nowhere. It's like that guy you know but you don't know. That's me. Uh, I, I just love Cincinnati, bro. I mean, we're in a great place. I love the Bengals. Uh, I am a UK basketball fan, so I know that might offend some of the listeners. But we're gonna get okay. some heat about that. We we are gonna get some heat about that on the show. Hey, hey, listen, man. Uh, you know, my family grew up in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. All I know is Kentucky basketball. I like Cincinnati. I like Xavier. I, I love Bob Huggins, but you know, uh, my Wildcats is where it's at. Uh, I like the Cyclones. You know, uh, SC Cincinnati. I mean, I'm Cincinnati through and through, except UK basketball. That's it. Yeah, so so with I mean you, but you you have all these uh, all these teams that you love, but there's just something special about them Bengals, ain't there? Hey, listen, man, it's like that bad relationship that you just keep going back to. Uh, you just you just want the best from it, but you know that person uh, they they need some work. We'll say it that way. But yeah, man, I love my Bengals. Uh, I've been to a lot of good times, mostly bad times, but. Uh, you know, I met some good friends. I've, I've met some nice players. I have nothing but good things to say. And uh, Mike Brown's finally spending some money, so uh, I'll be a happy camper for at least this season, but we'll see how it goes. Hey, and that's what it's about. I mean, 2020, I I mean, I said it last week. I mean, it's it's a year where we completely turned everything around. It uh, looks like we're firing on all cylinders, and especially with the time of being in the AFC North. We have hope. That's what I'm saying. And I know we were dealt we were dealt some tough cards with our with our schedule. I know we got a, a you know not the easiest of schedules, but with no, but but with, with de- the cards that were dealt and the people that we picked up and the draft that we had, I mean we could we could easily have a you know a ten and six season. Once you th- once you think, we may 
easily. Like, I mean, we made moves, and I think that's that's the reason for hope right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, making moves makes me happy. Like, even if they're not the best moves, just trying an effort. Like my grandpa always said, don't have a dog that won't hunt. Like, you got to have somebody that's, that's willing to open up. The, like, y'all are paid. The Browns have money. Spend some of it. They do, hey, groceries. And, and, and finally, we're, we're spending some money on, on some people like Von Bell and stuff. And I know you're a big defense guy. I know you love your offensive uh, players. But, but John Fitz, I I, 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 after talking with you time and time again, I mean, we talk defense big time. So, so well, let's line up your defense for the Bengals. All right, that's cool. So, uh, you know, I was doing some research. The thing is, we, we line up in a lot of – Three four, you know, even though our four three is the base, we do a lot of three four. We do a lot of four down nickel. Um, so I love the pickup from Bynes, getting him from the Ravens. Like if you go back and watch our games versus the Ravens, if it was third down and they needed a big play, somehow this dude was making it. Like even if he's not making the tackle, he's in the backfield. Somebody has to block him. Like he's wreaking havoc, and we now have him. You go and get Von Bell, somebody that can you know be in the box. He can hit. He can cover. He can get an interception. You know, he can potentially change the game. That's huge. And they're talking about, you know, lining three safeties up in the box. When you look at mobile quarterbacks, your Baker Mayfields, your Lamars, they move. So when you have some athletes that can cover and they can come up and tackle and really lay the wood on somebody, like I really I really like the way they're, they're building up. And DJ Reader, let me not forget him. Like a big boy to put next to Geno. That, that also wreaks havoc. Who's like, by Hubbard. So you got Hubbard. I, You know, you got Hubbard. You got Geno. Now you got DJ Reader. I think you're going to stick with Dunlap. But you can't forget yeah. about Carl Lawson. I mean, that... Carl, we got to play him more. I, I like, you know, UK, going to UK, being a UK fan. I'm huge on SEC. I watched him in college. Like, literally went down to Auburn to watch him play. Uh, he's not the biggest dude, but, I mean, he plays with a motor. He works hard. It's like the you know, definition of, of grit. That's what you want. Like, yes. you got to have some gritty football players. When you want to win those AFC North, when it gets cold, you want people that are, like, battle-tested, but he's fast. Like, he can get to the quarterback. you got to get my man on the field somehow. I don't care where you line him up. Put him <laughs> out there and just let him hit people. That's all I'm saying. And then, yeah, I like what you're saying about, you know, maybe even lining three safeties up because last year, how many times did we get screwed because our middle linebacker wasn't fast enough to cover – um, an extra receiver. So now, no. And so now, what we got is somebody. Uh, I, I, you can go Von Bell. Um, I, I got to learn more about, you know, what our draft picks are doing. Um, I really think. A key, Don't worry, I've got you. I watched a lot of film on these guys. I've been on YouTube watching highlights. We brought in some backers. I mean, like the draft picks were good, but also when you look at like the undrafted signings you made, oh yeah, there there's some cats there that can play some football, and that's what you need. You need football players. Like not everybody's going to be the sexiest, you know, forty time height and weight, but you need people that can just play the game. That's what I'm saying. And, and also, we, I mean, Logan Wilson. I know. I'm kind of yeah. iffy on him. I think he's fast. I think he's for a big boy. He's fast. I think he's gonna be a smart player. I they keep saying, hey, give him three years. You're looking at, you know, a up and coming Luke Kuechly kind of a player. I love it. And here's the thing with him. Um, I like athletes. You know, like when you look at Sam Hubbard, GCL stand up. We're out here. But when you look at Sam Hubbard, that was somebody that was, you know, a safety at high school. But he kept getting bigger. Like he's a football player. It's the same with Logan Wilson. Like, he was a wide receiver in high school, catching touchdowns. 
So you know he can play the game. He knows what offenses want to do. He's going to be what Vigil was supposed to be. Yep. Uh, no offense to Vigil. Like, I like Vigil. Mm-hmm. He could get there, but he wasn't making the plays. He might know where you're going. He might point it out. But once he gets there, what's he really doing? And I think that's going to be the difference. Logan Wilson is going to be there, but he'll be able to actually make the play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fu- funny story about Sam Hubbard. Uh, so I played high school lacrosse, right? Okay. And – uh, Sam Hubbard was he played for Moeller all the way up till his senior year, and then Ohio State told him that he couldn't play um, lacrosse in his senior year because they didn't want to getting hurt or, or whatever the, the reason was, understandably so. Um, but the first time I, we lined up against him, you got some six foot six absolute beast out there lining up against just some normal high school freshmen, and, and you're just like, what? This dude is an absolute monster. And it's actually, hey, all, dude, all it's men fun. are created equal, man. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. There are some, some men and there are some men-men. He is a man-man. Dude, and playing, playing on the same field as him, it's like, it is. It's a man amongst boys. And you're like, holy. I mean, I'm, I'm 15 years old at the time. And I'm looking up at a six foot six freshman. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. I called his mom a phone. I know that's random, but I used to sell cell phones. I upgraded his mom a phone one day. Oh, for real? Yeah, wonderful woman. No way. Yeah, screensaver. I'm like, who's that? You're the Bengals fan? She's like, no, that's my son. I'm like, I'm sorry. Your son's amazing. And then I just hug her. <laughs> that's awesome. As far as, I, I, and that's, I, mean, I mean, that's the connection you, you make with these Cincinnati players, though. I mean, I know you have tons of connections around town. I know you play basketball occasionally with Joe, uh, yeah. with Mixon. He's a bucket. Eleven folks out there who's ever listening. When Joe Mixon talks about Madden, and he talks about basketball. My man is not playing. He is like Steph Curry. If Steph Curry was a running back, he has handles. He can shoot. He didn't even do anything like supremely athletic because he's just playing with average guys. But awesome dude, great shooter. Like pulling up from half court. Like he's a bucket. And we need to give him the ball more on the football field. Yo, here's the thing. And I don't know if you look. He ended up with over 1,100 yards last year. And I think the first four or five games. He's getting seven, ten carries. One game he got like fifteen. Like, and towards the end of the season, our offense—I mean, Andy was passing the ball clearly at the beginning, but at the end, you see us moving the ball better. He's running the ball better. Like I said, still ended up with a thousand yards. Like, that needs to stop right now. He should touch the ball twenty, twenty-five times a game, period. And then you work in your other players. No, and, and did you see the stat? It's—it uh, was since two thousand eighteen. He is the only NFL running back with five hundred plus attempts. And zero fumbles. I mean, and we don't line him up at receiver. He can catch. Like, I mean, you have when you have tools. Like, I'm not gonna say Joe Mixon is like transcendent and a once in a generation back, but like he's doing this with a kind of beat up O line, a kind of piece together O line, yeah. still getting 1,100 yards. You gotta get my man to ride. And you gotta ride that horse. You gotta pay that horse, and you gotta let him, you know, lead you to pay dirt. You gotta pay that horse. That's that's exactly <laughs> what we need to do. Uh, I mean, how many times has there been? And, and I think Zach Taylor found it out quite, I think, sooner rather than later. And that's when we started, you know, actually looking like a football team last year. Was when you know we weren't giving him the ball twelve times; we were giving it the ball, giving the ball like twenty four times. Um, that's you know that's that number. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, man. Not to cut you off, but with Joe Burrow, you don't want your rookie quarterback coming in airing it out 35, 40 times a game, and that's where Joe Mixon comes in, hand him the ball. And let, and let Joe Burrow make the easy throws. You know, hit the flats, hit a play-action D-pad. You just got to use Mixon more, I mean, from the get-go. I think it's going to happen. And the, the presence that Mixon's having, you know, uh, 
throughout the entire Cincinnati uh, area, throughout the NFL even. I feel like he's making his presence known, and it's starting to get noticed. And the fact that he hasn't fumbled a ball since 2018, over 500 attempts, come on, man. That, that's, I mean, that's when you know you got a franchise guy. And that's in the AFC North. Those are cold, brutal games. You know, they're lining eight up in the box, and my man just produces. And, I mean, Zach Taylor, I'm not going to lie, when he first came, I thought we got a lemon. I'm like, why is this guy here? <laughs> you know, he's just a part of this coaching tree. Did we make the right decision? Yep. But I think he's, uh, he's kind of slick, you know? Like, he came in, you let the season go to hell, you, but you compete. And now I think we're actually going to get to see a little bit more from Zach and hopefully, you know, a little bit more from Joe Mason, too. Absolutely. Well, and, and you're right. I think bringing up the AFC North, um, I think we're going to be going against, to be honest, some some pretty strong defenses, offensives. I don't know. Um, but I don't think you can overlook the Ravens' defense. I think that defense is probably an A, A-. minus. Um, when you're looking at even the Steel, I think I don't think the Steelers are shit. But I honestly think they, but they do have one hell of a defense. Um uh, I, I don't know defense. D-line. We'll start with that. Um, yeah. and, and I know the Browns made some moves as well, but at the end of the day, the, the Cleveland Browns will always be the Cleveland Browns. Period. They, there is a curse on that city. God don't like them. It shows uh, you just can't expect much from the Browns. So how can you expect that? I mean, you have Baker. I, I don't know if I'm a believer in Baker, and I'm not trying to sound I'm like – I'm not trying to sound like Coward. <laughs> Let's Baker go. Go, go get him. So, I'm not going to say overrated. Talented, he works hard. I get it. He is Johnny Manziel 2.0. Yeah. If you want to know what the problem with the Browns is outside of being cursed because they're in Cleveland, the problem is Baker Mayfield. He holds on to the ball too long. He wants the home run play. And if you look, I mean, honestly, he's really not that accurate. There's a lot of passes that could have been completions if he puts it on the receiver. Yep. Um, so you're never going to have to worry about the Browns as long as they're in Cleveland and Baker is their quarterback. No. I can assure and, you and I'm not trying to sound like Colin Coward because I can't stand the man. But but I don't think Baker's their guy. Um, I, I, but when you got a running back, you got Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt, you got uh, Landry, uh, or not Landry, you got, uh, help me out, uh, OBJ, and then also. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I didn't know he was hurt last year with the core injury. He still ended up with 1,050 yards, something like that. But, but they're still I mean, losing games. Like, they're, they're meaningless yards. Those are, those are just stat patterns. Uh, you know, you're getting your paycheck incentive for getting your receiving yards, but that don't mean a damn thing. He, I, he just, but I do work. love, love what they did to Mason Rudolph. Yeah. That's, hey, you can never be mad at that. We know what Mason said, and I don't advocate violence, but nope. hey, sometimes you got to slap people. He needs it, it man. Is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. He, he has a punchable face. God, I hate that man's face. <laughs> he does. He's like, he seems like the Chad or Brad at a party. Like a frat oh party. God. Imagine that man in college. There's no, I, I mean. He, oh, dude. he's probably, no offense, if there's any SAEs out there, I get it, you're rich. That's cool, no disrespect. He had to be the president of the SAEs. I'm talking about he's out front with the Lions. I mean, he just has that face that said, oh my God, I hate dude. that kid. I'm sorry. Dude, man, I miss the rivalries. We need to get back out there. I mean, I can't wait. I know we were talking the other day and we're like, hey, once, um, what, what was it? December 21st, we play the Steelers. Monday night football yeah. in the jungle. Let's go. We're going. We're going. Oh, my God. Uh, there will be no better Christmas present. I got a lot of friends that are Steelers <laughs> fans. I don't know why they're my friends. 
I cannot wait to ruin their Christmas. It's going to be I'm amazing. I'm not going to let them in at the end of it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I can't wait for, for tailgates, dude. Um, like I said. I can't wait for people. Coronavirus to slow us down. I'm tired of this. Dude, social interaction. Had a, I went to a bonfire last night and had social interaction. It was unbelievable. Talk even about like, sports. I don't even like people. I hate people. But, like, I want to be around people. I want to talk to people and, like, be mean to them. But, like. A human interaction is okay with me right now. I need it. Hey, and just and just wait. We're gonna be able to have, like, I know you'll be a frequent uh, caller in, or you know, oh, ho- hopefully sure. it'll be in person. But wait till we start having these interviews in person. But I can't. It's gonna be a good time. Absolutely. But sooner or later, we are gonna be back down there with friends and family, tailgating, firing up the breakfast grill, having a couple of drinks, and going into the game. But folks, please never drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. If you ever do get caught in any trouble, uh, please contact my friend DUI Matt, um, one of the best uh, DUI attorneys in the business. And, and facing a DUI charge may be one of the most frightening times of your life. Loss of your license, your job, and even your freedom are things that you do not want to take lightly. Call DUI Matt of Ernst & Associates or visit www.igotadui.com for a free consultation where he can explain your rights and how he can help you. Another friend of mine down there uh, has one of the best tailgates I've ever been to in Lot A, uh, Phil Amrine. Phil is also a jeweler um, and has a store right off of Coleraine Avenue. So if you have any uh, questions or want to be consulted in the right direction on what kind of diamond you are looking for, what kind of jewelry you're looking for, um, please visit Amrine Diamonds off of Coleraine Avenue. Um, but, dude, I can't wait to get down there and start having some beers and getting back into the uh, the, the atmosphere. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. That's right. Big bourbon. That's right. And, and, I mean, speaking of the season, I'm going to run through, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to run through real quick our, our, uh, our schedule here, and I'm just going to dish them. I'll, I'll shoot it as it is. So we start off with the Chargers. Who's your quarterback? Who, who we got at the Chargers? Who's, Listen, I mean, it's Tyrod Taylor, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's either him or Herbert. Either way, I'm not worried about them guys. That's a dope. For the Browns, I have the I just have LOL down. <laughs> I mean, is that in Cleveland? Uh, I believe the first one is. Um, so, Cleveland's a terrible place to be. So, that might slow us down. It might be a close game. Hey, rivalries but, are rivalries no matter what. So, I get listen, that. They're lining Baker Mayfield up at quarterback. Duh. Let's get it. Hey, it, it, but but I get rivalries are rivalries. No matter where you are, I mean, it could be, hell, it could be the Chiefs versus the, uh, I mean, who's worse, the Raiders, and I mean, I'm, it, it's it's, it's always a possibility. Game. Yeah. Your division rivals. There's that blood. There is. Those games are close. I get it. No. Duh. Um, Eagles. I think the Eagles got a squad. Um. <laughs> They scare me. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't know. Their defense is getting old. Carson Wentz is injury prone. They're going to use Jalen Hurts in some weird ways and getting the ball. They got a nice little receiver through the draft. But, I mean, who's Carson Wentz going to? He, he can't throw the ball to himself. So I just don't know if it's enough. I don't even think Jeffries is there anymore, is he? Uh, they still might be waiting to cut that man a check. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. That game I'm a little uncertain on, but I mean, 
Yeah, I, 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 I feel that. I, I, and I don't remember if that is away or home. But the next game, we come back and we got Jags. And the Jags, it's one of those games where, I mean, they're rebuilding. I have nothing against the Jaguars. Uh, I do. <laughs> oh, well, that's because yeah. hey, that's because Ramsey and uh, A.J. Green beat the shit out of him that one time. Hey, that is my avatar on Twitter. And it will be for the rest of my life because whatever Jalen Ramsey says to get his ass looked, he deserved it Dude. because AJ Green is the nicest person in the world. Who he was it? Every- Who was it that said something and they were like, uh, "Oh, it was Leonard Fournette," and he was like, "My favorite memory of of being a, a Jaguar is when Jalen Ramsey got his ass beat." <laughs> I agree, and then I can't believe like Gardner Minshew is your quarterback, bro, and Cam Newton still on the market. Yeah. You're tripping. I don't know about Gardner. I go back and forth with him too because, but but I mean, mullet game a plus. Bro, I mean, and you gotta respect that. I, it's, it's a lot of times it's about the mullet, but I'm cool on it. Like they're not gonna beat us. No, once again, won't. if he's lining up at quarterback, no, I just can't have that. They won't. Uh, next week we got we got we got Ravens. Um, I think I think we can split with Ravens. Um, I think their defense is strong. Uh, it, you know, the big question about the Ravens is, is this going to be the year where Lamar Jackson gets figured out? And I don't think it is. I, here's the thing. Uh, once again, I feel like if we're going with that three safeties look, where you have Sean Williams up in the box, you have – I don't know how we let them get those good draft picks. I mean, they got J.K. Yeah. Dobbins. They got a linebacker from LSU. They got the receiver from Texas. Like, they had hella picks. Like, yeah. literally, what, 12 draft picks? But if you line those safeties up in the box where they can cover and they can tackle and they're fast enough, maybe not to run with Lamar, but to get up with him, um, it's the beginning of the season. I think it's a game we can steal from yep. them. Um, I, I don't know if that Lamar, he's a problem. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a problem on all aspects of the field, especially now that we know he can throw. Um, right. I don't like that, but uh, we, come, <laughs> we, come, <laughs> we come back. We come back uh, and we got the Colts. Um, funny story. So I went to the opening day. What was it? Two years ago when we we had the uh, opening at uh, Lucas Oil against the Colts. Um, okay. And I was down there with a couple buddies, and you know we were <laughs> people were like trying to talk shit to like the, to us because we were like Bengals fans there, uh, the only people there. And um, I'm like, I have nothing bad to say about the Colts, like. Because Andrew, Andy Luck was the was the uh, quarterback at the time. I'm like, how can I ever talk bad about Andrew Luck? <laughs> like, you can't. No, dude. he's a good guy. But, I feel bad for his career. Hey, with Phil- Philip Rivers, hold on. Philip Rivers is not Andrew Luck, and no. I hate Philip Rivers. Dude. Him and Paul Pierce are my least favorite athletes of all. <laughs> he doesn't, and it's because he doesn't cuss. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but don't talk shit to me and not cuss. And he's got like seven kids. I hate the way he throws the football. I hate everything about Philip Rivers. We beat the Colts simply because of my hate. Dude, we'll beat the Colts. What What is his throwing? Like, what is his release? I think it's like, it's sideways. Have you heard the story on why? So apparently his dad was like a coach or some shit, and he wasn't big enough growing up to hold a football. (laughs) So as a kid, that's how he learned how to throw was like he couldn't get his up ball above his head. He couldn't do it because he was too young and small, and he just never got rid of that motion. And I hate his motion, and he doesn't cuss, and I hate him. Yeah, he walks around with his own swag too, which is just like icing on the cake. And it's like, dude, you are not that good. I like swag. I like bravado. Like, you're a man. You should have moxie and poise and be confident in yourself. Like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I hate it. 
Yep. Uh, we come back again with the Browns. Just have LOL down again. Um, t- <laughs> Dude, the, the Brown again. Hey, I'll say it time and time, time and time again on this show. The Browns will always be the Browns. And if you are a Cleveland fan, please come on the show and we'll dish about it because I know you don't have an argument. Um, there's nothing to say. No, no, there's nothing to say. You got the best team possibly out there in the AFC. You should have the best team on paper on the AFC North, and they can't put together nine wins. But no, what did they get? They went. Did they go six and ten last year? Whatever. Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah. That don't matter. Uh, They're not. We got a problem that the next week uh, against the Titans with D Hen. <laughs> Here's the thing: D Hen is a fool, um, and I mean an absolute fool. But Tannehill, I, like I feel like I hate quarterbacks. No. I do because I probably, I play defense. I cannot believe in Ryan Tannehill, and I never will. Yeah. And I just can't. Um, He's a system quarterback in um, in a team with a decent O line. That's what they that, That's it. And, like, he's winning games throwing the ball 12 times a game and shit in the playoffs. Like, that's not quarterbacking. Um, I think his skills and talent level gets exposed a little bit more this year because love the box. Just start, stop Derrick Henry and make yep. him NLB too. And I think as teams do that, you figure out the Titans. That's what I got. Derrick Henry. I got that same thing. I just said find a way to stop D-Hen. Um, that's it. If you can down, down. Man, we don't, we don't play the Steelers till the middle of the season. Um, I love it. Just let all that hate build. So I, I actually got into a debate the other day with a with a Ravens fan um, about their rivalry against the Steelers versus ours. I feel like their rivalry is more. I mean, yeah, they, I feel like their fans do, don't like each other, but their players don't like each other. Cincinnati hates them, and our our yeah. when it is a blood battle. What was it the other the other year when? They played on Monday Night Football again, or was it Sunday Night Football? And I think, like, eight people got hurt in the first half. I mean, it's a slugfest. It I is. Mean, they play some hard-nosed football. I, I just don't like either one of them. No. And the hate is definitely more Pittsburgh, because I think there's more Pittsburgh fans in the greater Cincinnati area than Baltimore Ravens fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really don't like either one of them. No, not at all. Um, from there, we move to the Skins. Uh Chalk it up as a dub. I think they're on their way to have more to having more quarterbacks than the Browns have. Um, feel like yeah. it, I mean every year there's a new one. Um, <laughs> next we got Dolphins. Uh, two will, I think two will probably make it into what like three games, and then with with the O line that they have, and then who knows what will happen to them. Here's the thing: I think they shell film for as much of the season as possible. Um, but I think by that time we're actually facing Tua. Yeah. And with three safeties in the box, some blocking, he's very twitchy. Yeah. Um, but he does a lot of pre-snap reads. So if you can move some people around, pop up here, and then drop into a zone, make it look like you're blitzing, I think you're confusing. We can beat the Dolphins. Absolutely, like, we sure. can. Absolutely, we can. Um, and then next, next, we come back with the Cowboys, who had finally a great draft. Um, I'm not a Cowboys guy just because I see that. I feel like I watch more Cowboys games than Bengals games because they're just on primetime every single week. Here's the thing. They're America's favorite team. America clearly isn't America anymore. We've changed. They are not anyone's favorite team. I hate them as well. Um, I'm glad Andy Landon's there. I think that's a good position for him. I think he's better than Dak. That might be a conversation for another day. Yeah. But I, I, the Cowboys are, are guaranteed 8-8 eight and eight each year. Um, 
they're just they just continually underperform. And, and you know I, what? You know what? Good for Andy. Like I, Andy's back home. He's back in his college. He's in his college state. And honest to God, I think. Yeah, man. And I think he actually will get some good playing time down there with a team that he would fit into better than the Bengals. Here's the thing. I don't know if you remember um, when John Kidna went to Dallas. Yep. And then kind of was a spark for a season or two. I think Andy's tough from that same club. He did. I mean, I don't know how the people out there, the listeners feel. I like Andy. Um, I, I think he's a great person on and off the field. Yeah. He has some he has some bad plays, and I get it. So that, that puts a bad taste. He's a solid quarterback. I still say he's better than Dak. And I think given a chance in that offense, he could really do well. Exactly. And, and you know what? When you give Andy time, Andy is, I would say, an elite quarterback. Um, think about 2015 season. <laughs> He was an absolute animal that entire season because our O-line was actually existing. <laughs> um, I mean, and that's the thing about quarterbacks. If you can give them some time, they can make the throws. Like, or they wouldn't be a quarterback. So he, he can definitely make the throws. He just saw them ghost when he was in the pocket. Yeah. And he made a lot of bad plays when we didn't need it. But, you know, look at that throw when he uh, threw the ball to Tyler Boyd to beat the Ravens and knocked them out of the playoffs. Like, that's a dime. Yep. Like, that, he put it in a small window. Two linebackers, two safeties. I mean, set it right in the zone. You can't draw it up better than that. But he'll turn around and then throw a pick, and you know a pick's coming. Or J.J. White intercepting at the line the years we were losing to the Texans. Like, just, you know there's a big mistake coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just sucks, man. It, well, yeah, and, and I think, it, you know, Andy's biggest thing was probably pocket presence. Um, yeah. And hopefully down there, I think, I, you know, maybe I'll actually root for the Cowboys a few games. Um, just for Andy's sake, if he's playing. But um, I think he'll actually get some pocket presence down there with the time he'll get. Um, again, like you said, fantastic guy. Um, I know he's like keep – I heard he's trying to keep his place here in Cincinnati too. I think for he's just, sure, man. Yeah, he's got the foundation, him yeah. and Jordan. Like, yeah. I mean, he does a lot for the city. Uh, I, I love me some Andy. Uh, I'm glad to see him land in a good spot, but I, I hope he stays here. Like, if you see him, you speak, he speaks back, he takes pictures. Like, I, I really like him. Man. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, we'll move on to, to the next game, uh, which is Steelers again, and that's the game we'll be at. Um, again, sitting in Phil Amrine's uh, tailgate, um, and we'll be, you know, we'll be drinking, getting ready for that game there. Um, and I, I actually am feeling um, – pretty good about that game hopefully we can go to the game dude i'm hoping that that would be awesome i mean that's that's the christmas game right that's right 21st yeah, I, I think that, i need i need that christmas present that's I, right. I need a big dub against them they that's have been a quarterback once again common theme here this ben holds on to the ball too long he's old he has an ugly beard he does questionable things off the field i mean we've got to beat them okay so so here you go you got juju on one side i don't think juju is a number one receiver Hell no. no the reason he no. struggled last year is because he was so far he was you know hiding in antonio brown's shadow who was taking care of the uh cb1 now he's wide receiver one, going against CB one, and now it's. Uh, it's not the same. Oh, bro. The Asian Ben uh, James Conner. I love the story. Love it. Um, yep. I, lo- I mean, to see what he's done and achieved is amazing, and that shows you what people are capable of. He's an average running back with a great story. That's I right. Mean, he's no Le'Veon Bell. You can't really count on him. He'll get you at eighty to hundred yards. But it might take 20 carries to get there. He doesn't really have the home run, you know, big play in him. He, he's solid. Yep. 
I think bro. I think what they got is, um, and I hate saying it, but I think Tomlin, I think he has a, he has a good head on his shoulders when it comes to just football knowledge in general because uh, I, I think the guy can coach. Um, yeah. I, I mean, last year I can't I can't believe he didn't win Coach of the Year with the team and the situation he was put in. He is. And I actually think he's a pretty good guy. Um, but but like we said, screw the Steelers. Who cares about them? Um, yeah, come out of here. <laughs> so here we go again with uh, we got Texans um, who just traded DeAndre Hopkins away. For, Bro, Bill O'Brien must be stopped. <laughs> I mean, he and his, my man has traded away all his top talent, and now he has Deshaun Watson, a really, really, really good young quarterback. Throwing the ball to himself and running for his life. Uh, I don't, like, if I was Deshaun Watson, me and Bill O'Brien might have to square up. Dude. What do you have against me to put me in this position? What did I do to you to make this happen? Getting rid of it's Hop crazy. Getting rid of Hop is like getting um, – it, it's basically signing it, – it's changing your whole entire team dynamic because that dude's, uh, that dude's wide receiver uh, presence um, and just having him out on the wing is unbelievable. Double teams, he's taking your cornerback uh, one. I mean, he's getting 100 catches a year, and you trade that away? Like, bro, and I went to school. I think that what, the Texas picked up Randall. I went to school with Randall Cobb. I love him to death. He's one, you know, a very close friend. Bro, getting rid of Deshaun Watson and picking him up? Bro, stop it. Please stop it. Bill <laughs> O'Brien has to be stopped. Yeah, he, he needs it, dude. And, and, I mean, they got David Johnson, but, I mean, look at the trade. It's it was an absolute steal for the for the cards. It was a robbery. Was, I mean, I'm talking about in the middle of the day, like broad, like Broadway getting robbed. And I can't believe he did that. You just put Kyler Murray in a spot where he's going to probably have an, a blow up season because he's going to be throwing to hop. Yo, I am definitely drafting Kyler Murray when it comes to fantasy football. Oh, dude. His little ass yep. can just throw jump balls to DeAndre all day and then run when he can't do that. Like. Fifth, we need to have you on for for a fantasy week once football rolls around again because that's going to be Let's a hell, hell of a time there. Um, and then we finish off with the Ravens and the schedule. But dude, I'm telling you, I think I'm. It's it can definitely be a playoff team, um, yeah. and we need to win the big games. And which I think we can. What was that? Is this the year where you have seven teams that make the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bro, we, we have to get that spot. Like, there's – the AFC is kind of beat up. Tom Brady's left. The Steelers are old. The Ravens are a problem. The Chiefs are a problem. Outside of that, no AFC team really looks dominant. I mean, no, Derrick Henry maybe, like – We we have incredible. a – people are, are counting, us, counting us out for the wild card, but the wild card is actually – Extremely doable. Like I said, dude, we yeah. could go ten and six. We could very well go six and ten. Um, but I mean, it's going to come down to those big games. I think we have a young team that is. I, I think when you put young talent out there, I think they freaking perform. Especially when you got a guy like Joe Burrow out there and T Higgins. T Higgins, who's got something to prove. Also, when oh you're lining up, God. dude. When you're lining up, when you got a chance to line up four wide. Hell, you could even go five wide, where every receiver is above six foot four. Oh my God. Monsters and the way Joe Burrow, like Andy, love Andy Dunn on those big plays, those deep balls, he leaves me on the bone. Like, he just yep. didn't have that arm strength. And I think, hey, well, you could even see a good year from John Ross. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. But you know, you put him out there and let him run a fade where Joe Burrow could actually throw to him in stride and him not have to slow down. Yep. He could come back strong this year. Tyler Boyd, solid. 
Higgins, like you said, like, bro, we got some weapons. We do. I mean, we got a squad that we can roll with. And, and again, I think it's a, a, uh, I think it's a wild card team. I think. I mean, we have a yeah. chance to get the to get the AFC North. But realistically, completely being straightforward and honest, I think it could be a wild card team. For sure, man. I mean, I, I just don't count on some of those perennial powers that we no. usually see being there. No. And this is a perfect chance. I mean, like I said, I think Zach Taylor stumped the shit last year, but crazy like a fox, he did it to get the number one pick. We had a decent offense. You have a better quarterback now. We were in a lot of, what, was just seven or eight games you lose by possession, and now you have a quarterback that should be able to make those throws in a defense that should be able to, you know, make some stands. That's right. We should be we should be in good position. That's right. Well, Phipps, I know that uh, – I know you've actually got some stories to share um, just For with sure. – with you know the, the the relationships you've built with some Cincinnati athletes, and um, I know you got a ton of connections. We're actually uh, John's going to be on in a couple weeks here with a with actually a former Bengal, um, and and we'll dive into that more um, later down the road. But um, l- let's hear some stories that you got around town um, with, with some of these players. For sure, man. Um, so I'm going to go with a weird story. Uh, the Bengals player only makes a, ble- uh, a brief instance in this story, but it's pretty awesome and random. Um, so I went to UK, and I think it's Thanksgiving break. So my cousin's super Christian. She's like, you know, let's go back home. We're going to the club and over the run. And I'm like, bro, this is back in way before over the run was gentrified. And I'm like, okay. Why are we doing this? This is a death sentence. He's like, nah, man. Like, my friend runs it. We'll be good to go. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. At this time, I'm not 21, so they hit me with the black X on my hand at the door. And I'm like, fuck. But they didn't hit me with the dark black X. They hit me with the light one. Cool. Get in there. Go downstairs. Wash the X off my hands. I'll come back up. Um, so, I'm going to go with Kyle for the name of this kid. Kyle hands me some beers. He's like, bro, let's get started. Just so you know, I'm going to get into a fight tonight. I'm like, huh? Like, that's not what I expected you to say, but I'm going to drink the beers you gave me because that's what you do when people give you beers. So, you know, we're drinking, and I made my way into, like, the middle of the club. I'm kind of on the outskirts of the dance floor, and I get bumped, and I, like, kind of get pissed, and then I get bumped, and then I get bumped, and then I get bumped. Um, and it turns out the dude's name is Kay Riley. He's a rapper. He had a song with Gucci Mane, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And, uh, it's him. And he has this big chain on and it's his whole entourage. They're like 20 deep. Um, he makes his way up to the stage of the club and he just starts performing. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, this is great. Like you're 20 years old. You get a live performance. The club is fun. And, uh, while this is happening, you know, my boy hands me another beer, and he, and he starts yelling in my ear. Like, this girl's dancing on me. He's yelling in my ear. He's like, Pips, I'm going to fight him. I see who I'm going to fight. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? And he's like, basically, uh, his girlfriend's new boyfriend is there. He's like, you know, I'm going to fight him. So I'm dancing, um, and I'm like, whatever. He said, I'm going to drink two beers, and I'm going to fight him. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting there, you know, the girl's dancing with me. And I look, and this man goes to the bar and buys two beers. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's for real. <laughs> so, and, like, he picks the first beer up. You know, it's like a, a Bud Light glass bottle, takes it to the head. I'm like, oh, this is serious. So I get the girl's number, and I start moving. And I'm, like, trying to get there because he's already working on the second beer. 
and I guess whoever he wants to fight is nearing. Um, so much shit, like I gotta go. So I turn into a madman, and like I'm not the biggest guy, but I'm not a guy you want to fight. Um, you know, like if you go out and you pick somebody to punch, I'm not that guy. So I start moving people out the way, like boom, you know, move somebody out the way, boom, push somebody to the right. And then there's a skinny alien looking dude, and I mean, I push him right in his chest. And Buddy was strong, because he did not move. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, you're strong. And I look up, and I'm like, Slim? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, bro, you're Chris Henry. My bad. <laughs> like, no disrespect. But I was just trying to make him, and I'm like, explaining myself quickly what's going on. And, uh, I mean, you know, my bad, you're a legend. Like, he dashed me up. I moved Chris Henry out the way. I moved forward. Well, Kyle finished his beer, and he just hauls off and punches his kid. And I'm like, shit. And then these big, like, first of all, I don't know about, if you know about the Samoan population in Cincinnati. I've never seen one. They're huge. I've just seen them on TV. Well, apparently they're real, and they live in Cincinnati. And apparently they were all security guards this night. So security blows this, like, referee whistle. <laughs> They're blowing this whistle. They hop out of VIP. I mean, this was a wild night. And, like, these girls are doing some girls going wild shit. He leaves the girls, jumps over the, and punches my boy in the back of the head. Oh, my Kyle, God. Kyle drops, like, a wet bag of clothes. Like, I mean, to the floor. They throw Kyle into an alleyway. Didn't know there was an alleyway there. So I round everybody up. I'm like, hey, man, Kyle got beat up by security. It's time to go. Apparently, he's walking around the alley. He should be at the front in a second. And, you know, five minutes go by, no Kyle. Ten minutes go by, no Kyle. Fifteen minutes go by. And then you see somebody coming around the corner. Their mouth is bloody. Like, he had on different clothes. Like, he had a hat. He no longer had on a hat. He had on a black shirt. He's in a white T-shirt that's, like, ripped. I'm like, bro, what happened? And he's like, man, they threw me in the alley, and I got jumped by four people in the alley. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that was a rough night, and apparently I pushed Chris Henry. Hey, he's an awesome dude. Hey, you at least you had an interaction with Chris Henry. You know, he was cool. We didn't fight. He got me up. I apologize. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. man. Yeah, I, man. I, I Dude, you want to talk about you want to talk about an absolute stud on the field? It's too it's a damn shame, dude. But Clem was the man. He was the man, bro. Like he was a deep ball threat. He he could get vertical. He he could make that catch. Those I won't say those were the glory days, but those were good times. Dude, those were good times, man. Back with Ocho and Hoosh, but man. But, dancing, and it, it was before it was before that 2015 travesty. Um, and, and, and I, I gotta ask you, just because this, I'm asking everybody, but where were you when Jeremy Hill fumbled the football? Yo, this brings up bad times. Uh, clearly for all of us, <laughs> I have PTSD. I was actually at home with my parents. We were watching it as like a family. I'm like, this is the year. Like my dad. You know, Cincinnati area, he's not the biggest Bengals fan. And I remember, like, kind of the plays leading up to this, he's like, hey, like, there's still time on the clock. You know, got to hold on to that ball and run it out. Like, things look good, but, you know, oh, you got to hold on to the rock. And uh, I think it's, what, first and 10? We're probably on, like, the 30. Minute 36. You know, like, yeah. Jesus. Like, they hand the ball off to Jeremy. He busted the hole. And, like, as he busted the hole, I'm like, bro, what are you, like, not lay down, but, like, pick up three, four yards, lay down. Like, you don't have to 
a fight for yards or anything like that. And if you go back and watch, uh, you know, they always say two hands on the ball oh, yeah. and crunch time. My man definitely had one hand on the ball and he had one hand near the ball. And literally that separation was, you know. I mean, it got ripped truck. It got ripped out of his hand. It, it's just, I mean, And then there you go. There goes our Super Bowl team. And, ugh. Dude, you that, told me to. Some plays after that. Oh. that hurt well, that's when. Yep, that's when I got into the the debate with with Stephen A. Smith on the radio um, about the perfect hit because, dude, I'll tell you what, perfect could have ended Antonio Brown's career if he wanted yeah. to. It wasn't intentional. He, he hit him hard. He did. I don't know if it was intentional, but he didn't want to kill him. If that makes sense, like I want to hurt you. Of course. But I don't want to kill you. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. But that's also partly the reason why Antonio Brown's out here acting crazy now is my man's brains have to be Because he, cause he just got all jumbled after that hit. <laughs> I mean, his took my man's I mean, it was a 32. There was some long plays. Yeah. That, that play hurt. I mean, it all hurt. But, yeah, man, I was with my parents. I was yelling. I was cussing. I was yeah. screaming. I couldn't believe it. I thought we had it. I talked, to somebody who was, I talked to somebody who was in the stadium, and they were just talking about how, like, Man, this was like, like I've never been. They were like, I've never been in an atmosphere where you're so high at one point, and then within a matter of like a second, you're like just you want to go to bed for the rest of the year, and you're like, damn. I've had that feeling two times in my life. It was that night, and there was uh, UK lost to UNC on like Luke May. Oh yeah. Like a fifth year guy that just never did it hit a shot. It's just like, bro, how? Like we just played so well, we did everything right. There's no time left, and then it's all gone in the instant. It's just one of those things where you're just like, damn, like. We could have had that, that 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 team right there was debatably we, the next week we were getting Andy back after that thumb injury, and, and that team right there was just I mean McCarron came and performed it, to me I, if you ask me McCarron beat the Steelers that day. We he, oh he did he, he did not lose that game no he everybody didn't everybody else around him somehow ended up and like bro that one hurt and I don't want to bring up other bad times but that one hurt and I don't want to bring up other bad times um, but we should have beat those Texans those years no. like they had. They were like quarterbacks by committee, like throw anybody out there and just let them throw the ball, and it worked. Um, and then another reason I hate Phillip Rivers, we had the Chargers down one year, and I think Geo fumbles going into the end zone. Geo, yeah, uh, I did, I do remember I, that. Speaking of a Geo, speaking of a Geo fumble, uh, that Shazier hit that that he had on Geo was clearly helmet to helmet when he fumbled the football as well uh, earlier in that game in 2015. And people are okay. The Shazier dilemma. Do you remember that hit by chance? Bro, I have so many feelings on that. I'm going to let you go ahead first, and then I'll so, take my piece. So, you got – I mean, when you think about Shazier, I, terrible situation, horrible. Sure. You don't wish it on your your worst enemy. Hopefully the guy's okay. But at the same time, my dude kind of leads with his head in every hit, and he gets away with it. And that is a prime example right there. That's, I get it. He's old school football. You know, oh, yeah, I think they call it what? Biting the ball. So you're taught kind of lean with your hands, come in hard, put your helmet on the ball as hard as you can, and hopefully the ball pops out. Like, I get it. I understand that. But the reason he was, you know, paralyzed for that little bit of time and, and has trouble walking to this day, it's him. Like, he did that to himself because he did that to players because he leads with his head. And when you're taught football, you get your head across the body. So this doesn't happen. And he did it to Geo. 
And I think they, what, don't call a flag on it? Like, they, they didn't call no flag, not at all. Like, no. he, I mean, he put his the crown of his helmet right on Gio's jaw. And, you know, the play he got injured, you know, the end of his career is a very similar play. You're yep. coming full speed, leading with your head. This is what happens. Yeah, and then also the, what, what was is it, Martel, it's Martavius Bryant. Um, yeah. Yeah. He. That was not the catch. catch. It was. He caught it in between. In between his legs, bobbling the ball, and they caught it a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. I. I did. I. I can't even talk. I get so boiled about that whole entire. Uh. That whole. That whole entire game. That. That was a bad. I mean, it was probably like a, a two minute, three minute. Like that's one of the <laughs> worst fans oh, of my life. It's when like you type in, when you type in biggest letdown in the wild card game, that video pops uh, up. Oh. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts so bad. Well, uh, Phipps, thank you so much for coming on, man. I, I, th- I mean, we're obviously going to have you back. I think you're coming back either week four or five coming up here. So, oh um, uh, yeah, man. Man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to you know, getting that next time in and and, and scheduled. So, thanks for coming on. You got any last words? Oh, yeah, man. I, I definitely appreciate you having me. Yeah. I love what you're doing, man. You know, you have all my support. Um, you know, next time I'm coming, I'll have more stories, and, I, and I'm coming with friends next time. I promise That's you. That's right. That's right. We got some Bengals coming in. So, I got you. Hey, thanks, Sean. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. I'll see you. Bye. All right, folks. Week two of Anchor Down Cincinnati under the belt. Huge thank you to John Phipps. Funny guy. Great dude. Um, can't wait to have him on in a couple of weeks. Um, super excited to announce who, uh, who that bangle is. Uh, and, and we also got another one in the works in, uh, for, for week six. Um, but, but again, I, I do want to thank everybody for listening today. Um, another, uh, another segment I do at the end of the show is supporting any local business that is out there. Uh, so, so I actually do have a, a few in, in mind, actually. Um, the first one is Hatfield Logistics. Um, which is a local veteran owned by Aaron Hatfield, an independent freight broker providing shipping and transportation services locally, regionally, nationally, whatever it is. Whether it's expedited freight and small shipments or a full truckload, Hatfield Logistics can meet you where you where you are. Forget the corporate shuffle and dishonest or frustrated business practices. Aaron will give you the honest feedback and advice, and you will always be able to reach him. Shop local and integrity first. Another one we have is uh, with an OG of the show, um, Clint Kirsting uh, with Triple Crown Wealth Management. And if you are ever looking for retirement guidance through this volatile market, reach out to Clint Kirsting at Triple Crown Wealth Management. You can reach him at C-K-E-R-S-T-I-N-G at tc-wealth.com. Anyway, folks, you're going to be able to listen to this uh, next Tuesday. Um, I have another special guest. Uh, we got Tyler Dugan, a uh, local Cincinnati sports blogger, um, a friend of mine from high school, and uh, just an absolutely down-to-earth guy. Um, I'm really excited to have him on and keep the ball rolling. I mean, we got a lot more to talk about here. Um, like I said, we got some special guests uh, coming on, whether it's going to be a professional athlete or – Hell, if it's just a fan, and if you are interested in coming on the show, let's say you're a Cleveland Brown fan, um, and I just called you out and you want to start dishing at me, feel free to come on. Visit my website at anchordowncincinnati.com. You can also reach me at anchordowncinci, that's C-I-N-C-I, at gmail.com. Um, also, uh, go go follow the Facebook page, 
um, like it and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. This will be able. This will be posted to YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Finally figured out what what's going on with Apple Music. It was just delayed. Had to get approved, but everything's up and running now. So we're gonna come out firing again next week. But thank you for anchoring down with me, Cincinnati. We'll see you again next week.